Welcome to episode 11 of the Toronto on Tilt Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. You can find us online, torontoontilt.com. You can find us on YouTube, Toronto on Tilt. You can find us on Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. And, of course, you can find the audio for this podcast any place that you listen to podcasts. So that's, you know, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, show your friends. It's a good week at Blue Jays land. Uh, Theo, I guess you start us, start us off with the... Uh, I think Tony has the first game. But yeah, also, kick us off. We, All right, we also should say this. We got to start blogging more on that website. Yeah, we're going to start adding. Out. It's been a while. It's I'm going to get a re-up while. with the charge. It's like a, I, I had a PlayStation Network thing to re-up a few days ago. And I'm like, yeah. I don't play that anymore. And it just keeps re-upping. This is what our website's turning into. We're not like posting enough on there. So I promise eventually there will be regular blogs on that website from some of us. You will start to see some Blue Jays content for yeah. me. I will start writing some stuff again. Yeah, it's about time that we get back into it. But, Tony, how did the Jays do this week? Kick us off. Uh, so Tuesday it was uh, Robbie Ray Day's first of two starts of the week, and he was pretty good. He had 10 strikeouts over uh, his six innings, but he didn't get any run support, and he was down 3 nothing. But as we saw, it was a trend in this great series. The Rays didn't do a good job of holding leads. And in the eighth inning, sixth and eighth inning, they scored a bunch of runs. Uh, but really, they took the lead after A.J. Minter just completely collapsed. I don't know Melted what he down. Doing yeah. there. He uh, threw that ball to second when he had an – after he looked to first. That Yeah, that was great. The weirdest part about it, if he just got it and threw it to second, that would have been one thing. But instead, he looked at second, then went to first. Like, he was trying to fake him out or something. I don't and, know. what. Uh, yeah, he got way too in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did not work out. They ended up scoring a few runs after that. And, uh, yeah, so that was the first win on Tuesday. Trent Thornton got the win. Romano got the save. I think we talked about it last time we played the Braves. And we're like, are they just sloppy against us? Or they stink. Like, they're they stink <laughs> in the field right now. And I, I know we've only played them six times, but... They've had some really bad games in the field. Well, there was a point. I mean, we'll talk about it once we talk about the Acuna injury, but there was a point where they had all infielders in the outfield. Yeah. And, you, and you saw it. It looked like that. Kind of how the Phillies look today, but I digress. We'll get there later. Uh, on to the next one, Theo. Yeah, Wednesday, uh, Jays won 4-1 to one against the Braves. First time they got over three games over 500 for the year. Ryu started, was masterful again, seven strong, and uh, the only blemish being Contreras' solo home run. The offense, quiet early, but woke up just in time. Semyon drove in a run on RBI double in the sixth, tied the game at one. And uh, then the Teoscar show took over, hit a solo home run in the seventh, and then added some insurance with a two-run shot in the ninth. Penn solid again, two cleanings from Chatwood and Cole. Cole's been a really nice addition with all the injuries that be able to just take him off the taxi taxi squad just plop him in and be like yeah sure you can go two innings and just shut guys out in pressure-packed situations he's kind of been a lifesaver him and travis bergen actually with all the injuries have have really been nice adds to the bullpen yeah no one can square up cole at all those sliders mix it's perfect Allegedly, he has a knuckleball, too. He hasn't thrown it in-game, but there was an article I was reading. A buddy of mine sent it to me. Uh, Ross Stripling says that they are legitimately, like, the the pitchers are afraid afraid to play catch with him 
because genuinely no one knows where his knuckleball is going. And they're actually trying to get him to throw it in a game. But, you know, as a guy who just came off the taxi squad, I think you can understand why he doesn't want to take that chance. We need to get Josh Tolley back on the roster. Oh, God. A knuckleball catcher. Dear God. God. Do it. Just, just definitely not JP and CBM. Oh, I was man. in the building for that game. I've, I've mentioned this on other podcasts. My game God, is that bad. That game one where JP and CBO went to the backstop like seven times. To one of the more the disappointing Blue Jay games that I and think seasons. we can remember. Like, yeah, dude, but... and, and not only was that game a disaster, like it got worse as it went on because they kept getting blown out. He couldn't catch the knuckleball. And then it ended with Jeremy Jeffers not being able to throw a strike. And it would take him like seven years to throw the next pitch. It yeah. was, oh God. Anyways, that was those were dark times. <laughs> on to the next game. Uh, the next game, uh, it was uh, Ronald Acuna started it off with a leadoff home run. They scored another run that inning, too, off of uh, our guy Ross. Uh, but it was very concerning off the top. But then he settled in a little bit. He ended up with nine strikeouts, which was uh, pretty good, uh, pretty impressive. But once again, it was the late game offense came through. They scored a bunch of runs. Kevin Biggio was the star of this game. He had two huge doubles, drove in. Four runs, I believe. Really helped having infielders playing in the outfield for those doubles. Because, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. It's not like they completely misplayed them and they were easy fly balls. But watching, like, Austin Riley try to track one of those into the outfield. And he's the one that actually has the most outfield experience. Except yeah. he's used to playing left field and they stuck him in right field. I don't know what the hell the Braves were doing. It was pretty yeah, funny. Pache and Acuna got hurt in the game. And those guys aren't just, like, they're good outfielders. That, well... Acuna's one of the, like right now, he's one of the five best players in baseball. And Posh defensively is, or however the hell you say his name, because I've heard it Pache, Posh, pa, like Pache. It's I, I have no idea at this point. We've all said it differently at different times on this podcast. He's a ridiculous defensive outfielder. Like he can really go track it down. So losing those guys is huge. And then when you replace them with eye hair Andrianza, who is a utility infielder, and now he's playing center field, yeah, you, you have problems. Oh, and Marcelo Zuna is an outfielder in name only. His position is bat. Yeah. yeah. He's a bad outfielder. They really drove that point home on the broadcast. That he was is hilarious. Not supposed to be out there in the main. <laughs> the main yeah, they were, they were completely sewering him. It was pretty funny. Yeah, Will Smith was the guy they got after. He gave up four runs in his inning and a third, five hits. Everyone, Bo was involved. Lourdes had a sack fly. Was, everybody was getting involved off of Will Smith, just teeing off. Well, the guys, like, Bo had kind of been struggling a little bit at the plate the week before. He got super hot this week. Flatty's hot again. You know what I mean? Lourdes, as I mentioned, really started to, like, wake up in the Phillies series, but that's that's been nice. And then, you know, right as Randall Grichik started to cool off, he just comes out and drives home a bunch today, you know, because – yeah. This team, this offense can't be stopped. It's, and, it's getting and, fun. And give credit to Ross Stripling, who heard the footsteps we were talking about before the podcast, the Alex Manoa footsteps. Okay. He delivered it enough, at least, to keep us off for another day. So I guess we'll just get to it right now before we finish. Uh, so we find out that Nate Pearson, you know, that start that was atrocious that we spent a lot of time talking about. Yeah, it's a shoulder impingement. It's a mild shoulder impingement, but he's hurt. So that seems to be what's wrong. So it doesn't seem to be a mental thing. It seemed to be a physical thing again, which is so. I don't know if this is a better thing or a worse thing that he's hurt again and that it's, you know, oh, it's not mental, but he's hurt again. And it's an arm injury. 
but we'll we'll see. We'll see how the Pearson thing goes. He's going to miss at least a start, and it sounds now like he's going to be down there for a while. He's not coming back up after one good start. He's going to be in AAA to kind of figure it out. Um, on the Manoa front, though, if you thought, you know, striking out 12 and in six innings without allowing a run or a walk was... I mean, if you thought that was great, you should have seen that he took a no-hitter into the through five innings in this one. Like, it's just... He looks really good. He looks really good. We won't spend a whole lot of time talking about it because we talked about it last podcast. Manoa looks good. Ross Atkins was at that game. He talked today. There's an article that came out that said that, yes, Manoa has kind of forced his way into the plans, but we'll see. Because, yeah, it looked like Ross Stripling felt the footsteps there because, I mean, yes, you saw bad Ross in the first inning with the leadoff bomb to Acuna. An absolute meatball. And then he settled down and, you know, nine Ks through five innings. That's impressive no matter who you are. So coming from Ross Stripling against a good Atlanta offense. I'll give him that. That was nice. Yeah, so I guess we'll get into the Philly series. Unless you guys have anything you want to add about Pearson no, just, and Manoa. It, it but we feels talked more realistic than last week. The Manoa stuff felt like, okay, let's call. Now it feels like, all right, the train's starting to come. And yeah. The, the second start and then having the GM talk about, like, actually talk about him kind of makes it seem like. Especially our GM, he never says anything. That, it, right? The, yeah, the guy who never gives a definitive answer. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll get into this Philly series. The only loss of the week. Jays lose game one, five to one against the Phillies. Matt started the game for the Jays, battled through five scoreless. Um, Matt's kind of like. Matt's hasn't been great of late, but this wasn't really his fault. No, he didn't give up a run. Like, it was a tough, you know, he had a third inning where uh could have ended early, but the umps really screwed him that's, over. That's what I mean. Like, he, he didn't give up a run, but he could have gone deeper into this game. Like, he kind of looked like he resettled and was looking like the Mats we saw earlier in the season. You know what I mean? And, which is very encouraging because we talked about how, you know, that first blow-up start, it was like, oh, it's just against the Nats, team that saw him a lot. It's like, well, the Phillies were also in that division. So for him to look really good against them was that was encouraging. Yeah, so not a bad start at all for him. You'll take that every time. Oh yeah. On offense, Matt didn't get any run support until the sixth when uh, Vladdy hit an opposite field solo home run to right. Usually that's enough for the Jays pen. Today or on Friday was not even close to enough. Thornton Mesa combined to walk four batters in the seventh, allowing the Phillies oh. to tie the game. And uh, then Mesa <laughs> gave up a base-clearing double to Hoskins to make it 4-1. to one. That was his second bad start in a row, or relief appearance. He pitched and he gave that back. up after getting 0-2 and then walking a run in. And that was the guy he needed to get because they did not want him in. It was because of the three-batter rule we had. Exactly. Now. And then it's like, oh, Christ, now he's got to face the righty. And Hoskins, of all righties, you know what I mean? And yeah, it was yeah. ugly. So, it was, yeah, he gave basically a double Hoskins 4-1. And then a character named Beasley came in, who I didn't know who that was until the game started. Uh, gave it Marby a double to Bohm, and that was pretty much all she wrote. This is the first game where you really notice the injuries in this pen. And yeah, that was rough. It was an ugly one. It was just an ugly game. Uh, no offense, and then when they did get offense, just an ugly bullpen effort. And man, I feel bad for Tim Mesa because it was great. He was a great story coming back, but that appearance mixed with today's appearance, which we'll get into later. Was not ideal. He had like uh, a one one six ERA or something before. That's what I mean. Like he he really looked good, and now he's just and and again, like he's getting o two, and then he's getting cute and you know throwing breaking balls nowhere near the goddamn plate. 
she's a problem. <laughs> I, I was in like just watching that game Friday with him walking. It's one thing to get shelled and you don't want to see it, but when you're just walking yeah. everywhere, when you're leading to, it's just like so many curse words screamed the TV. So many swears. <laughs> oh, on to the next one, though. Uh, the next game, everything kind of flipped. All the negativity from the Friday game was gone because it was a victory for the Blue Jays, four to nothing. They shut them down in a marquee matchup. We had Aaron Nola against Anthony K, our, <laughs> our guy, Anthony K, who really bounced back in a big way. He threw a lot of pitches. Only went four innings, but only gave up one hit and two walks, struck out six. Can't really complain too much about it. And then the bullpen came in and shut the door. For oh my that, God, bullpen was great. That's best. That's K's best appearance of the season. Definitely. Like he hasn't looked that good. Like he hasn't looked that good. I guess in spring training he had moments where he looked like that, but he hasn't looked that good since the beginning of the shortened season when he was coming out of the bullpen for those like two inning appearances. With, with him and Hatch, yeah. Exactly. When they were kind of using them as the two inning, just go in there and mow everyone down type of guys. And I mean, I'd like to see K. He did a lot of things that we were talking about with Mesa. It's just K managed to get out of it where he, you know, get O two and then it's three, two, or he'd start the count because he'd get cute and throw three breaking balls and be down Oh three. And then he'd come all the way back and get it out. K's got the stuff. This is just, it's the pain of watching a young starter who should probably be figuring this out at AAA. Like, to be fully honest, you look at Anthony K and you see the upside, but you see all of the rawness and the, this guy should be starting in AAA. But they have no one else, so. It's just where Aaron Nola. And Aaron Nola. That was wild. I'm not going to lie. On the road. I looked at, I looked at that when I was going through this, like after the the loss, um, the game before, and I was like, okay, who do they have like for the rest of the weekend? And I'm like, ooh, Nola versus K. Well, Chase Anderson on Sunday, so that's not too bad, and then they ended up winning that that, that game against Nola. Not to mention, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but I have to mention this. Vladdy told Ben Wagner he was going to take Nola Oppo in the game and in the first at-bat, like, take him deep. Like He said he was going to hit a home run Oppo off Aaron Nola. And straight up Babe Ruth did in his first plate appearance. The legend continues. MVP shit. He set the tone right off the bat in the first inning. Then they score a few more runs after that. A little defensive help as well in the outfield. The error from the Phillies. But yeah, that, that was a good game. Nice game. They beat another ace. So Vlad hit a home run off of Scherzer and Nola now. Yeah, Vladdy's just out here claiming bodies, and I love it. Just, just like, oh, yeah, the best home, the best pitchers in the game. Yeah, I'll get you. Don't yeah, worry. No problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, no problem. He's out here calling his shot before it happens. Like, yeah, Aaron Nola, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Ah, take him off with Taco. Don't worry about it. First plate appearance, does just that. Backs up his shit. So we're talking Speaking about of best pitchers in the game, today's game, Robbie Ray. <sighs> yeah. I mean, just pumping surprised. it today. Not surprised again with another decent start. Jays uh, won today 10 8 over the Phillies. Take that game should series. not have been this close. No, it's nothing. Like both teams looked like get like this looked like it looked like a team at the end of like a 15 game road trip that plays a team that's in the first game after a 15 game road trip, like the first game back at home, because this game was incredibly sloppy. It was like last year's game with the Phillies. Weren't we up like eight nothing in the first inning or they were up? I think you're right about that. Actually, yeah. And they came back. 
Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Did it, it, was, it was classic Philly's bullpen and everyone. No, you're right. So because that was the game. It happened right after the Tatis thing where people were saying yeah. that Tatis was a showboat for hitting a grand slam up four. Yeah. And then the Jays come back from like a sixth run deficit and win. Yeah. No, I now that's actually good memory, Theo. Yeah. You know, Bringing that just, back from the ether. Not just a over here. <laughs> we'll get through the particulars of this one. Robbie Ray, uh, Oh, yeah, Robbie Ray should have had like his line didn't probably doesn't yeah. look great. I know there's some unearned runs in there and the dingers that happened after, but I mean Robbie Ray should have been going seven innings in this game. He he had the stuff to do that. He had like that rough first inning, but was cruising through the the middle of the game and then had those those problems in the fifth and sixth. Uh, bad defense. The defense today was so weird. Both for teams, both teams, like oh you had God. the wind in the right field. You had Lourdes forgetting to catch the ball and Grichuk not seeing. Grichuk can't ball. find the ball. It was a oh god, Gene Segura! It's like that was. Did you see him almost like you have to be held back when talking to Girardi? I'd like to know yeah, what, like, what was he saying? Because it's like you missed plays that like little leaguers can make. Gene, like, calm down, buddy. Girardi <laughs> hates this team. I think Buck was talking about the conversation right. they had, and he's like, "Why don't you fucking hit run more?" And he's like, "I don't have anyone to hit the ball on this baseball team." So I, it's. I don't know. There could be some blow-ups in that locker room. Well, the Phillies are the team that old-school baseball fans just hate. They're just a bunch of sluggers, a bunch of swing, swing-and-miss guys, and it's like, well, these guys are lazy, they're sloppy, everything wrong with current baseball. That's they don't really play great. Like They don't play defense well. No. Also, Bryce Harper is hurt and playing. Dude, rest can we God bring that it. up? Can we, he can was we talk about in Girardi's ear, like, I'm going to hit a home run right now. Put me in. He, and he, hard. He, he popped out a bunt in his first plate appearance because it looked like he couldn't swing. Did well, you see left. him throw the ball in the first yeah. time when he caught that? His second at bat, though, he was swinging hard. Though, yes, he night. was, but he didn't look like he was going to – like. he looked like he was swinging hard because he went, who's on the mound? Who? Yeah. Okay, Literally. yeah, I'm. don't pinch it. I, I got this. You're only going to see fastballs, so just time went up. But we'll get through the rest of this. The offense today benefited from the Phillies fielding, as we as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in the lineup who started got a hit today. The starting three, eight for 15 with three home runs. So it was a great <laughs> offensive day to cap off the week. The bullpen, which is another focal point of this team right now, usually it's for how good they are. Now it's because of the other reason. They're not very good right now. Brucky on the IL. <laughs> Pamps was good. He's been a nice little surprise, too. I don't think we Oh, yeah. I think he had an inning a third of a shutout work today. But again, Mays a third outing in a row. Not good. Uh, Romano uh, yeah. looked like he was hurt. Jansen after, Jansen after the game said he wasn't hurt. So we'll see again. We don't trust anything. But like I said to you guys, he threw 101 one inning. And then right before he came out of the game, he threw 95. You know. That's a six-mile-an-hour difference. I mean, Knight Pearson in the shoulder impingement. Remember we were talking? He had a three mile per hour difference between what he was doing in AAA and what he did when he showed up in the big leagues. Like that's a lot. That's a problem. So I mean, uh, I would take him throwing five miles per hour shorter than this Beasley character. Yes, he came on again yes. today. But and, like, if he's hurt, I would I would I rather not have him on the mound. Like, because it seemed like he was hurt too, and he talked them into letting him stay in the game. Which apparently, another... it's, it's pretty easy to talk this uh, co- this managerial staff to keeping you in the game. If we look at the Springer stuff and great player first team, love the guys. You know how I feel about Charlie Montoya as the manager. You very high on him. 
Usually yes. say positive things. Yes, in bizarro world, I'm high on Charlie Montoya, of course. High because <laughs> of Charlie Montoya. <laughs> yes, exactly. He but, drives he drives me to substances. <laughs> so what what's the next? Is is Ty Tice on the active roster right now? I know he struggled his last. Oh, time. Uh, they have to give him ten days when he gets sent down. Because this Beasley guy's counting on the clock. I can't watch him again. Ty Tice got sent down because they needed a fresh arm. Because yeah, Ty Tice, I think, threw twenty. Like he basically did what they've done to like half the bullpen now, where it's like, okay, well, shit, you kind of have to throw twenty pitches in back to back days because we don't have anyone else. Yeah, which was the Mesa thing and, and this Beasley thing. Who I, I just I know we don't have anyone else, but like, holy fuck, man, this is a, yeah. It's why didn't we get Shane Green? He went back to the Braves. We signed I don't know. Carl Edwards, right? Yeah, oh, Carl Edwards, Edwards Jr. signed a minor league deal, and that's fine for a guy that can't throw strikes. Like, we could have gotten Shane Green. I don't know why we're doing. I don't know what happened there. Because, like, no one signed Shane Green, and then he re-signed with the Braves for a million and a half. Yeah, I don't... He, I I think he taken, just wouldn't wait any longer. Yeah, like, I would have taken 95 out of the pen. Like, Shane Green throws hard. He's got a filthy second... Like, he's got a cutter and a slider. Like, there's a reason Shane Green is a closer. I had a lot of experience. Like, I seemed like a perfect match. But. Although I was kind of mentioning this. I think I mentioned this in the podcast. I think this. I didn't just mention this uh, in our little pre thing. But this team has like 46 guys on the 40-man roster because of 60-day IL spots. And I wonder if someone like Shane Green just wasn't even an option. Because they're going to have to wave a whole bunch of dudes. At some point, like when Hatch comes off the 60, someone's going to have to get waived when Merriweather, if Merriweather. OK, that's that's more of an if if he comes off the, the I.L. Like like all of these guys that have been transferred to the 60 day I.L. Like you need a spot when they come back. Right. Like Kirk, when he comes back, you're going to have to wave Reese McGuire again. Although you might have to be able to trade Reese McGuire at this point. He's, he's been hit. Yeah. So on well, his limited sample size. Oh, he's well, back he in Florida. You know, he's Florida. comfortable in Florida. Oh yeah, we let <laughs> it hang out in Florida. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't so have personal COVID boundaries happened. in Florida. That guy is so lucky COVID happened. Not just it, it saved his career, basically. Yeah. It was like <laughs> the week before. Yeah, it was like the biggest story, and then COVID happened. He's also lucky he's a catcher. If he played any other position, he would have just fallen off the map. That's true. They would have sent him. They would have like he would have been cut and fired into the sun, and no one would yeah. pay attention. But the fact that he's a catcher is the only reason he's still around. Exactly. But what are you gonna do? Again, another five one week where we're feeling kind of like we're happy. We're a game back of first well, place. That, I think, and it's just uh, in terms of results, it was all it was positive. Do you know what I mean? Like you want you lost one game this week. It's just more the fact that you see the issues, right? Like you're seeing injuries, you're you're seeing the bullpen start to fall apart, right? Like you're starting to see some of the cracks. Now on the positive side, the offense is ridiculous now. Like mm-hmm. Springer's missing, but you know, Teoscar's back and my god, he looks like Teoscar from last year. Guriel's getting hot. Marcus Semyon looks like 2019 Marcus Semyon. Yep. Like that early point of the uh, the season where, you know, he was kind of in between and it, if it wasn't a fastball, he wasn't able to hit it. And now he's hitting everything all over the field. Rich looks kind of cooled off, though. We should probably mention that. Yeah. Well, Some he, he has. bats have been pretty bad, too. Yeah. Like he, he had the RBIs today. I think he drove in. a. I know he drove in at least a pair. He double, um, and then he ran it because he didn't realize there was one. At, he one was. Out. Yeah. He lost track of the outs. 
There was a lot of stuff. Well, the guy stupidity. in front of him on the bases. <sighs> yeah, it was a it was, was a little league game today in a little league ballpark. We it really just- was like yeah, it was like it did not feel like a major league game. Like there were so many. Like they're lucky to win this game. Like to be honest, this is a game the old Jays don't win. Oh, no. No. They they let this one slip away. Like the Phillies are a team that's like struggling themselves. Like so. the NL East is like I really want to play in the NL East. Like, this is fun. The Phillies are them. a mess. Remember last year when we talked about them when they played the Jays? Yeah. Just like every time they showed up, it was just like, who's Joe Girardi gonna call out of the bullpen? And how spectacularly are gonna they gonna fuck this up this time? Because that was all season for the Phillies last year. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. That team is team stupid money that was supposed to spend all of the money after getting Bryce Harper and then kind of did but didn't and then signed a bunch of guys didn't make a lot of sense like you know andrew mccutcheon who his best days are behind him and i I don't know that team just that team makes no sense in the way it's very top heavy team and and like they brought in gene segura and i was like why like he what what are you doing and i don't know Didi gregorius this year where it was just like yes he's gonna play third what yeah Oh, he's playing short. Sorry, playing but he hasn't short. really played short. He's been hurt, right? They uh, should have been big players for Story in the off season, but instead they that's exactly Gene, not Gene Didi. They brought him back. Yeah, and and like, what did they do with Scott Kingery? That guy, yeah. Good thing he signed that contract. Oh he's yeah, barely the like, major league player. <laughs> he hit a home run with that contract. <laughs> like yeah. that's really. Oh my god. Uh, but I guess I guess enough of making about the Phil- making fun of the Phillies. Yeah. To go back to the Jays' offense, it's good, man. Like Biggio, like like you said, Biggio was driving his on base up. I don't know if you mentioned that uh, in the podcast, the podcast before, yeah. uh, but like he's driving his on base up, and you saw that game against Atlanta where he had the two double. I think it was two doubles, specifically two doubles. Yeah. Um, like he's coming around. Guriel's getting hot. Teoscar's red hot. Okay, Grichik is cooling off. Still drove in a couple of runs today, right? Bo looks like he's back after having a week where he was kind of, you know, looked like he was searching for it a little bit, swinging at pretty much everything, which is kind of a Bo thing. He swings himself out of slumps, which <laughs> he did this week. You know what I mean? Like he hit his way out of it. But yeah. it's just you're starting to see what we've talked about all season of what this yeah. offense could be. Yeah, Espinal, Espinal too. He ain't been bad. He's yeah. been fine, and he can steal a base, and he plays a really nice third base, and that's a nice bat off the bench. Um, I ooh, actually, we're gonna talk about Rowdy and the fact that he's like who they're gonna potentially call up to replace him if he's hurt, because this is like getting really. I mean, <laughs> that yeah, like the, <laughs> like Joe Panic, it? like the, the, who's left? I'm trying to think, I can't. Usually, I know some of the. I'm, not, I'm trying to blank to what. We I'm have actually there. trying to think about their 40 man roster because I was looking at this earlier today, and they have uh, very few guys on the 40 man left that haven't actually been in the. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Blue Jays 40 man roster. 46 man roster. I actually think it is. No, I think I'm dead serious. Yeah. I think they're we're gonna, up we're to gonna 46. Lose a, we're going to lose a couple of good players, at least useful pieces. Well, yeah, you're probably going to lose like a Cole. You're going to lose maybe an Anthony Castro or, you know what I mean? Like guys if, like If that. we somehow get all healthy at once, if we can package like four of these guys, some really shitty bullpen. Oh, Tommy Malone's gone. Thank God. He's out the 40. Yeah. Uh, no, he's hurt. Uh, TJ Zoic's in the minors. Uh, isn't, Tony, in the isn't minors. Malone just on the, on the aisle? 
Yeah, he is, but you can wave him. Yeah. I saw him and just thought immediately, like, oh, that's that's easy. You just wave. Yeah, that's an easy, easy move. He's a good locker room guy, so that'll be tough for the kids. So, okay, Kirby Yates isn't coming back. Let's see actually how many. One, two, three, four. They have four guys on the 60-day IL. Well, they have five, but four if you don't include uh, Kirby Yates, who's not coming back. Who is this Nick Egger? Oh, sorry. Egger. No, they have six. It is six. It's six with Kirk. They have exactly six guys, so it is a 46-man roster. Do you know anything about this Nick Algieri? How do you say that? Algieri? Yeah, it's just another. He's is he just like, a guy? It's like Beasley. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like him, he, I think if I'm right, is an actual prospect. Because uh, I'm remembering a tweet that I saw today. He was a reliever in college. Then they moved him into the bullpen. And then the Jays drafted him in like the fucking 12th round or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like he's not a real prospect. He's a minor leaguer. Also, uh, this is so off topic. Uh, did you guys see the guy with the Pilar cape? In the yeah, I, today? I was mad. We scored Ryan. <laughs> I, I actually did not. It was like, I, I wanted him out of the stadium. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not see the guy with the Oh, my God. It was, uh, I think we had like a, we drove in some runs and they did that pan out and they just yeah. showed the guy with a grown man. If it's a kid, it's one thing. It's a grown man with a Pilar. Wow. Man. There is wow. a complete divide in this fan base, and it's not political. It's not anything. It's Kevin Pillar, just it, the fans of him and the people that hate him. It's so passionate, and people have very strong feelings. He's gotten a little political though on his own. You know, you know what? I forgot about last year. Mm, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I was about to say. Actually, Nick Alighieri ain't doing too bad in Buffalo. Now, granted, it's twelve innings. Uh, he oh god, before that he pitched at Dunedin. Yeah, he hasn't done. He's done all right. I mean, he's 25 years old, so when he pitched at Dunedin, which was fucking high A, he was 23, so he might have been the oldest guy in that league two years ago. But hey, hey. I, I, I mean, after watching Beasley, I'll take anyone. <laughs> Honestly, that was bad today. That was ugly. Just pumping fast. Yeah. Well, we, we can look ahead to next week here. We got a, uh, we got a fun... The next week is... Yeah, next week is kind of huge. The next two weeks are really big, considering it's AL East plus the Indians. It felt like a little spring training. We were playing the AL East and the dregs of their society. We it actually did feel some... like spring training with the Braves and the Phillies and yeah. Dunedin. You know what I mean? Like, it did feel like yeah, mad March vibes. They're going after the series, right? After the race series? I think be... so. Yes. I don't know if it's after the race series, but I know for a fact they are going back to Buffalo. I think it's the the last week of May. I so. never thought I'd say thank God we're going to Buffalo again, but with the way this stadium has been playing out, yeah. Buffalo is funny too, though, just because like they're used to it, but everyone else. But I love the fact the Yankees hate Buffalo so much. I hope they have to play so. I, I'm I'm actually kind of upset that like they're not going to have to play at Buffalo already, just because I love when they complain about it. Well, they complain about everything. I know. So it was great watching them get destroyed in a minor league field that's in New York State last year. That was just, yeah. it was very, it made me feel good. It gave me the warm and fuzzies deep down inside. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Do you want to talk about Stripling and K or we kind of, we've kind, kind of done our there. thing there. Like they look good, but they're not really like, you know what I mean? Like K, I kind of like, Hey, I think maybe you could develop into a useful big league starter, but I think you should be in AAA and Ross Stripling. I told you guys, I think you should be the long man out of the pen who makes spot starts. 
Like, I think that's what Ross Stripling, his role should be when this team is good. Yeah. Right. Like Ryan Barucki quickly mentioned that he was on the IL. That's a big loss for them. It seems to be a dead arm. So hopefully it's he'll come back right off the 10 days. Dolly seems like he'll be back off the 10 days, which is soon. He was throwing today, right? Yep. Um, It was a calf thing. It wasn't an arm thing. And they they thought he was going to miss the IL anyway. So it seems like we should expect him back. Hopefully Romano's not hurt because if you still have those guys, like if you could still figure out the back end of it, Guys like Bergen and, and Pyatt, like they've they've been useful. So hopefully you still have the dudes who can lock it down when you really need it. Cole's been fine. That's another guy. Yeah, I and trust. you can pivot Mesa into these appearances where it's not high leverage and hopefully That's, finds it again. He can become exactly the guy that comes in when you're out of it. When you're either up by five or six or down by five or six. And hopefully Tim Mesa can, you know, regain. And if he can't, well, maybe, hey, maybe Bergen's something. You know what I mean? And here's the thing with Tim Mazer. You might even be able to send him to Buffalo without anyone claiming him. Like, there's a chance. Now, he is a lefty that throws in the 90s, and this is Major League Baseball. So I could see another team just being like, we don't care. We'll give that a shot because there are some atrocious teams in this in this league. This That does exist as well. Oh, we'll we got see. good news on Thomas Hatch today, though. He's supposed to be coming back as soon as he's eligible off the 60-day DL, which is was it late May or early June? I believe it's early June. Him and Mary, whether are both early June. I thought, yeah, something is, it's pretty soon. They were, they were saying, I think. I believe. I, yeah. Well, Hatch, Hatch would have gone on the IL right off, like first day of the season, like yeah. officially, right? So, I'd say June. So that because they started what April? What was the first day of this year? Like April fourth or some shit. Was it on April first? I thought so. Okay, so then June first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's when we should, hopefully we'll see him. And they seem to say that he's going to be ready to start. Like, they're saying that when he's ready, he's ready to hit the ground running and go deep into games. So, yeah, that would yeah, be fingers that. crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah. I think we, I, I'm just looking at the division right now and look at the standings. This is going to be such a fun summer for this team. And, and the way oh, this division's man. shaping up, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and, and I still don't believe in the Red Sox. Like, every, like the Red Sox are winning baseball games, but like, hey, you know, they won all those games in the first couple weeks because they played the Orioles and Tigers, who the Jays still haven't played. Like, that's another thing we haven't even talked about the schedule yet about the fact that they're doing this well with all of these injuries and they're playing good teams. Well, well, teams that are supposed to be good yeah. teams because there have been like I don't know how good the Yankees actually are. I don't know how good the Phillies are. I don't know how good. The Braves have issues. I think the Braves, once you know Acuna's there all the time and not hurt every once in a while, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. They're too good. Oh my Plus, yeah, Soroka's coming have, back. Like, the rest have played back. every bad team so far. They've had right. Like, the, this is they had the Rangers. They had the Angels when they got cold. They had the Orioles. This is why Tigers. I'm convinced they're not good because look at Nick Pavetta and it's like, do you think Nick Pavetta's that good? Go go pull up Nick Pavetta's stats. I think his ERA is still under three. You yeah, know what I mean? Like cool. he's their ace. I don't think that's real. Well, you know what I mean? Him up. On the broadcast, you're like, oh, I don't right. want to give yeah. away another with Velasquez. I don't want to lose another young guy. Pavetta's sick now. You saw how Vince Velasquez has been this year. Yeah. Yes. So we'll see. Um, yeah, this is a big week. Division, couple of division series. Uh, it's Boston first, then the Rays, and then next week is New York well, and Cleveland. It's a wraparound it? with the Rays. Like we end the, yeah. on the Monday against the Rays, which I don't like, but. And then, and then they uh, have, uh, I don't know, don't they go to Sunday and then they have Tuesday off again? 
Or no, that's this week. Where this week they're off Monday, Monday on when Tuesday, they play yeah. the Red Sox. And then they got they go to Yankee Stadium after this race series. So big, big yeah. games ahead. And uh, Three straight division series, and then you go play Cleveland, who pitches well, right? So you can't, you can't really count them out, um, even though, I mean, this team's offense now should be able to just... <laughs> They, we, we really shouldn't be worried about teams that can pitch anymore when you see, you know, we them taking Vlad down. now, Scherzer, Aaron Nola, who cares? We're just Look play. out. Vlad is going to eat you. Like, he's just straight up like, he, hey, think about it. He, he almost killed Cole with that single right at his face. He took Scherzer deep, taking Nola deep. Vladdy's out here claiming bodies, and I love it. Uh, anything else and you want to get to? pitchers. That Romano thing, I completely forgot about that. That was fucking hilarious when he was doing the squats every time Romano was at first base. I love that shit so much. I love Vladdy. He's such a great guy. You know, how can you how can you not love him? Cool if you like got the whole crowd to do it if you were in Toronto and the whole crowd started doing it. Oh. I think they would fuck with him mentally though, and you start ruining your relievers, but Yeah, it was funny because it happened in Florida and no one really noticed. Yeah, no, other than us on the broadcast, it was great. Yeah. Well, it was funny because uh, Hazel May asked Bo about it. Bo didn't actually seem to recognize it, which oh, yeah, is really locked, funny yeah. to me. But Bo's, I was going to say, Bo's locked. Like, Bo and Vladdy are very much the opposite. Like, Bo is, like, locked in, whereas Vladdy's, like, constantly talking to people at first base and just messing around and having fun all the time, yeah. which is why Vladdy's so good for baseball. It's not like Bo isn't either, actually. Bo's hilariously fun <laughs> with the way he swings at baseballs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that's it for uh, this week's episode of the Toronto Until Blue Jays podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Thierry Giordano. And until next week, we'll see you all later. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we're coming back after the Jays have whooped a couple of division opponents. Until next week, peace.